Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds at Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Tis the season to throw arbitrary grades on draft classes, despite having never seen any of these players play at the professional level. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the most bitter man in America. And with me is AJ. Jim Nagy is the Seahawks shadow GM, Marchese. Uh, Truer words never been spoken of. True words. Today we'll break down our general thoughts on the 2022 NFL Draft. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out. To Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's going to bat it on draft day? Who's going to wage your future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live as long as you come with your spiciest takes. Uh, AJ, give me a spicy NHL playoff take. Uh, Florida's getting swept. Oh, whoa. That's bad for my bracket. 
Or Florida taking it at all. Did they even did they win a game one? I don't even know. No, they lost four two. It's okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're plugged in this year. I respect it. Yeah, I was plugged in last year too. <sighs> yeah, but no Islanders for you this year. I know. I was riding the the Islander wave last year. This year, uh, I'm reluctantly cheering for the Leafs. I can't believe it. I can't believe those words came out of your mouth. Well, I'm just jinxing them because think about it. I cheered <laughs> for the Islanders last year and then win the cup. You hate Tavares. I do. He betrayed us. <laughs> okay, okay. No one cares about this. <laughs> I also said Victor Hedman should have been number one in 2009. You did. you did say that. I remember that. Long defensemen don't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. They're like the pass rushers of the NFL. Have you seen his skating? Immaculate. Okay. 2022 NF- NFL draft. Not the 09 NHL draft, unfortunately. Um, overall, what would you feel? How would you feel? Was this the, the worst draft you ever watched? The best draft? What would you think of the uncertainty heading into it? Some of us made money off it. What, grade the draft as a whole. Um, I feel like not a lot of teams had bad drafts. I feel like... A lot of players went where they where they really should have went. You know what I mean? Like it really didn't end up being that absolute crazy bananas other than like, you know, first round and I was looking at like, you know, like maybe picks like fifty through through like, I don't know, sixty five ish. If you told me that was like the late third round, I believe you, like that kinda almost like flipped it around, you know what I mean? I don't know, I was looking at that. I, I think I think um because of the class as a whole being weaker and yeah. there not being a ton of quarterbacks um the you're right in that like the top half of the first round was kind of like top talent going where it should go Mm -hmm. because there was no no one really sway was swayed by a quarterback to to kind of reach because they sucked um and then all the trades happened yeah and then all the there was a lot of trades and I think there was a there was clear like drop offs right like if you look at I saw someone point this out on Twitter like the drop off from the first fourteen picks to the next yeah yeah is huge, um just in terms of like t- talent uh, yeah. and then there's a there's kind of another drop as, as you mentioned after like from like pick picks fifteen to fifty ish I'd say almost like forty six. Okay, yeah, 46. 45, 46, like right <laughs> around there. But even there, 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 there was a couple, there's a couple of reaches. Yes, um, yeah. The, there was a couple of reaches in the second round in general, but there, there was a huge talent drop off. Because yeah, you're right. Where like the second half of the second round was like it's a lot of third round talent going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, as you get into the third round, there was a couple guys who slid a little surprisingly, who who then went in the third round. Um, but uh. The talent difference between like the the ninetieth ish pick and the forty seventh pick isn't that different. In fact, yeah. I think the ninetieth player was better than the forty seventh player. Um, but yeah, like it was just like it felt like there was like fourteen ish true first round picks. Then from what fifteen to forty five, forty six yeah. is like the second round, and then then on was the third round in yeah. terms of just true talent. Yeah. Um, the fourth round, there was, a, there was a, a couple more guys at the top who were interesting. You went and then, then I mean, as it does, as you get into the midday three, there's some more surprising picks, some guys who are sliding and you're not totally sure why some guys who are propped up a little more because they're super athletic or whatever. Um, but no, it, it, it was a fun draft. I give it a, a solid B plus. It was fun. I, 
I didn't really love the draft coverage on day three. NFL Network barely fucking showed any picks getting announced. The, I know. The Blue Man Group took over the stage for which was my favorite. Well, player. yeah, that was great. That was good content. N- not enough Peter Schrager per use. They should just have Kyle Brandt and Peter Schrager announce all the picks. <laughs> just weird. And like the, and like the times they like get the picks announced, it'd be like six picks ago and they'd be like going to Mexico. And it's like Najee Harris in a, in a sombrero. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is sick. Uh, as you know, on day two of the draft, I, I had an, the ABC and the NFL Network broadcast going, and the difference is stark. ABC like truly just focused on like this player's whole family is yeah, dead. That's terrible. Whereas that, like at least Daniel Jeremiah is like telling you a little bit about the prospect's ability on the field. ABC just doing like the worst stuff. And then you said they're like they couldn't get players for interviews because NFL Network had them, so they're interviewing players. Yeah. Moms. Oh my god, that was so funny. I'd be watching. The the NFL Network interviewed Desmond Ritter while on on the ABC they're like interviewing their parents because they can't and or, or sometimes they would uh, they would interview the the celebrity pick announcers, <laughs> which was like not always the highest level of celebrity. Would they just like ask them for like if they've ever faced adversity in their life or anything and try to get a juicy? Yeah, they're story. like Keegan Michael Key. What have you gone through? <laughs> Filming Keanu, we heard there was rough patches. Tell us about it. Keegan Michael Key was the only celebrity I was certain I knew. The other ones, like I had to Google, and I still wasn't sure. Lots of WWE superstars, though. Yeah, we really just throw the term superstar around loosely. Oh, McMahon is the, the <laughs> McMahon's the the king. You know, like XFL superstars coming next year. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. Um. Uh. What do you think about the quarterbacks falling? Let's before we get into it, into it. Well, if Kenny Pickett didn't go twenty, I'd be like, yeah, this makes sense. Does it? Does it? Right? Does the Pickett because pick hurt you not, even more seeing where all the other quarterbacks went? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it makes it worse because. So the the the, the quarterbacks falling, uh, Willis and Ritter specifically falling, isn't shocking just because there's not a lot of teams in desperate desperate need of quarterbacks. Yeah. And knowing what's coming next year, like why reach on an, uh, a second round, third round talent? Um, so that it, it's not shocking to see those guys fall. And I think Ritter and Willis landed in great spots, and it's great value where for for the Falcons yeah. and the Titans where they got them. Uh, the the Pickett thing just looks so much more absurd because one, I think Pickett was the third best quarterback in his class. Um, two, he offers far less in terms of upside. Yeah. Uh, three. He went fifty picks before Desmond Ritter, or fifty-four picks 54, before yeah. Desmond Ritter. Who I thought Ritter was the most pro-ready, and uh, fifty or sixty-four, sixty-six picks before Malik Willis, who I thought had the most upside. Like that's that's a huge difference. What do you think um, happened there? Like, do you think do you truly think Pickett was that much far ahead of the rest of the group? No, I I, teams, I think I think Pittsburgh just for Pittsburgh. Like, I actually think that. Um, he's if you moving next at, door, Rob. It's amazing. Like you, you, you'd hear different things. Obviously, you don't know what's true, but you had heard like Feldman wrote a thing for the Athletic where like some teams were were talking about how Sam Howell was their top yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Um, Palacero wrote one talking about Malik Willis, and like again, you don't know what's true, and you don't know if these teams who are saying this like those scouts even their teams even need quarterbacks, so it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know, like, I think uh, uh, whatever order you had those five quarterbacks, 
like they were at least Pickett, Ritter, and Willis were on par with each other, and for him to go that many picks before the other two, it just seems so absurd. So I truly do think it was a Steelers thing, uh, and I think it was the wrong pick. I do think Kevin Colbert wanted to do his Aussie Newsome on the way out and get his franchise quarterback, and I just think he made the wrong fucking decision. And, like, they were just enamored because Kenny Pickett was next door. They literally play in the same – use the same building as the Pitt Panthers. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is a pick that won't doom the franchise because there's so much stability – that if any team's going to get the most out of him, it's yeah. it, Pittsburgh is one of them. Um, but I do think five years from now, like, it, it'll be clear he's not the answer, even if he is a Kirk Cousins-level quarterback. Because, I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't the answer in Minnesota. Pretty much. Um, I think that's a good way to summarize it, Rob. I, I'm sorry for what they did to you. Um, also, why does Pitt and the Steelers share a fucking building? Like, that's 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 weird. Are you jealous that uh, the Huskies don't share with the Seahawks? <laughs> I wish they did. Fuck. You, you, I mean, wouldn't you have loved Trent McDuffie? I would have, absolutely. And I, I want to bring Jake Locker out of retirement and let him start this year. Well, Pete would love Jake Locker. I wish. I wish. Okay. okay. Speaking of bad draft classes, let's look at the best. Great transition. Absolute thanks. Uh, I'm milling this one in. I'm not happy. Uh, absolute favorite draft class. Favorite, fa- I, I like to use favorite because we don't actually know what's the best yeah. once these guys hit the field. So I, I, I think favorite based on like your own rankings because that's really when we, we stick arbitrary grades on everything. It's just whatever you liked based on pre-draft and how they fit within the, the context of said team that picked them. I think my favorite draft class, I got to go back to the AFC North. And my second favorite team officially, I've been saying that for years, uh, the Baltimore the Ravens. Browns. The Baltimore Ravens, Rob. Yeah, I, I think we're in agreement on this one. Not only because of the the fits and, and the, the talent. Um, no, it is because of those two things. Wait. <laughs> and, and the, the value. talent and, and the, the value. fits. And the value. The value. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they get... A top five player in Kyle Hamilton at 14. Uh, after they seem to have got jumped for Jordan Davis, and it's like, we're not going to panic. We're just going to take the best player left on the board. Yeah. Then at 25, after the trade with the Cardinals and then uh, the trade with the Bills, they just go and get the best center, which is a need for them. Like, safety wasn't a big need for them with uh, Marcus Williams coming over from New Orleans and uh, – uh, Chuck Clark there, but like mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton lets them be so much more versatile, uh, especially with a new defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Uh, and then they get Linderbaum 25, and that fills a huge need there, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I Linderbaum, I thought, was a top 15 dude in the class. Obviously, I, I agree, Kyle Hamilton, top five. So, getting them where they did is just a, a huge swoon. And I'm really excited to see where both of these guys are going to fit into to the respective sides of the football. I mean, Linderbaum, you know where he's going, right? Right in the middle of the offense there at center. But like, I don't know. I really want to see how they just like, you know, let the, let the big the big guards like just you know give him that aid and let him just get out there in front and and open those holes for the for Dobbins and Lamar and whoever the hell else they gust the bus. Um, that's gonna be super exciting. And then yeah, like you said, like uh, Marcus Williams is a really good free safety. Uh, Chuck Clark is really solid, and that just gives so much. Uh, availability to move Kyle Hamilton wherever the hell you need him. I was gonna say, like, obviously Marcus Williams, New Orleans played him like he's a he can truly play single high. Yeah, he's a he's a deep 
center fielder. Yeah, it feels Char- like what they Char- were trying Clark- to, when they, when they remember when they brought in Earl Thomas and that went to absolute shits. Yeah, it feels like what the, Char- they finally got that figured out. Yeah, Chuck Clark's a guy who who's better in the box yep. than on the line of scrimmage. Kyle Hamilton can just kind of play anywhere, and with McDonald coming from Michigan, where they were playing Dax Hill a ton at nickel, like mm-hmm. I think he'll get a lot of Kyle Hamilton uh, in playing kind of down low as a big jumbo nickel. Yeah, no, I think that's it's a good point. And, and speaking of Michigan, forty five, I thought David Job was a first round pick, but uh, honestly, this is probably my favorite pick in the entire draft because it's is absolutely perfect. And like you said. Mike McDaniel, uh, McDonald, it's just he knows him. He's bringing him over from Michigan. Uh, going to another Harbaugh, and I think sweetest of all is, is just reuniting him with Odafe um, Owe. And I think that's just so awesome that they get to play together again after basically learning football from him at, at high school. And, and it's nice that he goes to a team where they're not going to rush him back because, yep. yes, they drafted Owe last year. Ty, Tyus Bowser actually had a pretty good year for them. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, there's no massive – like, Edge was a need, and Ojabo is going to be a great piece for them, but there's no massive need to rush him back from the torn Achilles. Plus, there's no big need to kind of rush him into being more than a situational pass rusher early in his career. Yeah. It, it really is, like, the perfect perfect fit, for, like, on all fronts. Uh, I love that pick so much. And then, like, yeah, coming back, third round, 76 overall. They got hopped for Jordan Davis, apparently. So, stop Travis Jones' slide. This is such a great home for him. I, I don't understand why he fell. Like, do, do you have any clue? I, I, I'm guessing positional value and, and, like, teams just didn't see uh, him as a guy who could truly impact passing. Was, although I do think he, he showed more passers than Jordan Davis. He did. And I think that I, I agree with you. I think that is the reason. But it's hard to make sense that when, you know, a team traded up a little bit. For for Jordan Davis at pick thirteen, uh, like that's that's kind of kind of weird. But anyways, Travis Jones seventy six. That's an amazing fit. Just plug him in there, uh, and then like moving to day three, big Danny F. Like that's a perfect. Like if you were to build a Baltimore Ravens right tackle in a lab, is Daniel Falele? Like yeah, like, so this awesome. is for Fall. I almost feel that it's better than fall, for for Falele than it is for the Ravens. Yeah, like if he is. If everything's going to come together for him, this is the perfect place the for it. Like you saw with Orlando Brown Jr. there. Yeah, exactly. And just the same similar idea, right? Like Orlando Brown tests <laughs> it so poorly, falls. Uh, the Ravens take him, and suddenly he he wants out because he's he thinks he like he wants to be a left tackle. <laughs> like, and yeah, it really is the perfect home for for Big Danny F. Like I think it's going to all come together there for for uh, me and the rest of the Danny F. fans uh, are, are are grinning ear to ear. Uh, and then, and then you go into the day three. You get Jalen Armour Davis right around where he should go. Yeah. We're getting high, high upside corner with uh, tons of athletic potential, um, and punter Jordan Stout. I mean, he's not punk god, but S- Sam Cook's getting up there in age. He's thirty nine. Um, and then, punter. yeah, you you get the two tight ends, Charlie Kohler uh, from Iowa State, who's almost like a poor man's Mark Andrews in his skill set. Yeah. yeah, and then. Then Coastal Carolina's Isaiah Likely, who I this is another one where I feel like he landed in a great spot. The only thing is, will he make the team? Because Andrews, Nick Boyle, yeah. and Kohler, but Likely offers them kind of a, a move H back, more of an H back than the big jumbo slot type. 
um, which is fun. Demarion Williams is a feisty nickel, good fit. And Tyler Beatty's a great third string running back for them who can who can contribute on passing downs potentially. I love Tyler Beatty. I think that's a great pick for him, but I almost feel like Beatty's not going to get the proper usage. No. I wonder what they like. Justice Hill, like, what's yeah. is he which even going to make the team? Probably not, and that clearly hasn't worked out. I like like going back quickly. It's going to be very interesting to see what the plan is with with Kohler and Likely coming in. Like you said, Kohler is basically just just poor man's Mark Andrews. But doubling down with Likely was was such a shocker to me. But like if they took one of them, I'm like, yeah, that's great. I love that. They love tight ends, though. They do. They do. They do. And and look, they just traded Hollywood. Uh, I feel like Lamar's had way more success passing to tight ends than any other position, specifically Mark Andrews, um, any other receiver. So maybe they got like, like they're just going to trot out a bunch of tight ends. Like why the hell not? They, well, I mean, yeah, Rashad Bateman's the only for sure starting receiver yep. on this team. Yep. Mark Andrews is basically a jumbo slot already. I mean, uh, maybe we'll get interesting with it. Yep. Um, also, Rashad Bateman changed his number to seven, and I feel like that's pretty Ooh, cool. That is cool. Uh, just uh, my, my my after the Ravens, I, I threw down the Chiefs and the Jets. I, I, I got the same three, yeah. Yeah, like Jets go and they get just three three impact starters in the first round yeah yeah true starting corner uh in sauce gardner who robert sala had richard sherman in san francisco um they they get garrett wilson desperately need a true wide receiver one to compliment Corey davis and, and elijah moore for zach wilson and they get jermaine johnson the guy that's rumored to go four to them uh they've needed a pass rusher since john abraham so like those are, are three three guys i think are starting week one yeah, no, um, they, they did such. I mean, I don't think any team had a better first round than them. And, I mean, they obviously had three picks, so it's hard not to. It, but, yeah, go ahead. And you can argue against trading up for a running back, and I'm certainly someone who would. But I when would. you're in the New York Jets and you just need talent guys, I and I, I don't love it because I think Michael Carter had a really good rookie year. But, like, Brees Hall is a guy who I think is another instant impact player for them. And they kind of just need those types of dudes right now, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. And, like, uh, and, and Jeremy Rucker gives them a, a true inline tight end. I think that's another good fit. Uh, and then the fourth round, Max Mitchell and Michael Clemens, who are, I think are two two guys I I big fans of. Max Mitchell, um, I, I like the tape a ton. I think he looks so good in that zone scheme, and that's a good fit. Uh, and, and Clemens is just a height, weight, speed dude. Yeah, totally. Potential. Yeah, I mean, um, I, Max Mitchell could see him starting down the road eventually. And, yeah, with Rucker, like like – I mean, they, they brought in C.J. Uzama, but, like, obviously that, him and Rocker are two totally different dudes. I think that pick is super smart at 101, like, just getting a solid tight end, uh, someone, like, you know, sure-handed and, like you said, in-line solid blocker. And that's, a, that's a smart pick. They didn't make a silly pick. And, yeah, they didn't really have any – they had no picks past 117. The draft ended early. But uh, they're, they're getting an impact player with, like, every pick pretty much. Yeah. And then the Chiefs – the Chiefs just, like – somehow managed to stop the slide of three really good football players. Yeah. Like Trent McDuffie gives them their not he's not the same player as Honey Badger, but he offers similar uh secondary versatility with the ability to play outside or play in the nickel. Really physical, really smart. Karloftis is just like this is another guy who it's almost like it's better for him. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Uh, because they need an edge. Frank Clark's on it uh, on the downward yep. trend, and and Karloftis gives you a guy who adds so much power as a true pass rusher, and is gonna get so many one on ones next to Chris Jones. Um, Sky Moore, I don't know why he fell this far, but impact. I'm sure he's like happy he, though. 
He he's Golden Tate. Like yeah. can play. He can play slot. He can play on the outside. He's gonna do so much after the catch. They're gonna get the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah, for real. And then our our guy at sixty two, Brian Cook. I love finding finding. This is such a great home for for Brian Cook. Um, they they lose the goat. Maybe the the goat of goats, Daniel Sorensen. And <laughs> Brian Cook's coming in and just gonna be like a a sure dude on the back end. And then again, another guy that I think slipped is a little all over the place. But Leo Chanel is just a absolute freak show of a tester. Um, now big big questions in coverage and him beside Nick Bolton or interchangeable is it's really interesting, but it's also super fun. So that that's that's cool. Um, then like switching to day three, I think Joshua Williams uh, about where like I think we both thought he would go. Maybe maybe even a little later. Uh, really interesting height, weight, speed uh, prospect at corner out of Fayetteville State. Uh, Go Stallions, I think. I don't even know what they are. Uh, like that. That's a guy that could develop in a starting corner I love, eventually. I love the Joshua Williams pick. Me too. I Reminds think. me a lot of the Jarius Sneed yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, for totally. And like no pressure on him. Let's like Sneed started what like by week eight or so. Not maybe even earlier. Uh, no pressure on Williams to start, but I think that that's great. And then. Darian Kennard's Trey Smith. Exactly. It's exactly what they did. It's just Trey Smith again. <laughs> Why did and he won't fall? have to put... He, um, I think t- t- combination of sloppy body and, and technique. Fair enough. But you kick him inside. Uh, who cares? But but they don't need him. To, the, I'm interested to see what they do with him because they need a rate... It's like, they need tackle depth more than they yeah. need interior depth. He might just be the swing depth. Kind of right? both. Yeah. yeah. Just play him anywhere. Uh, and then your guy Jalen Watson... A two forty three is great value. They, yeah. See, they, they 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 got they got Swiss Army knife DBs, long athletic DBs, smart DBs, yeah, physical DBs. Like because they got my guy Nazi Johnson at two fifty nine, who's just super physical and, and athletic, who's going to be a killer on specials. Like I I just like the direction they go. They have all these picks. Just draft DBs. Everyone needs tons of DBs. Yeah, I feel like some people might be like are a little down because they didn't help Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes doesn't need the help. The defense does. You mean Pacheco? How do you say his name? The Rutgers running back? Pacheco. I think so. Uh, He's going to be taking Clyde Edwards (laughs) Hiller's touches. He's a one-cut king. And it's not like they ignored wide receiver. They got Sky Moore at good value. And I think like – Yeah, I see the thing about that is like same with the Packers is – yeah. When Washington took Jahan Dotson at 16, it was like we can't take another receiver in the first round. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like let's instead of reaching on a receiver who doesn't shouldn't go in the first round, both those teams just took kind of the best defensive player that fit what they were doing, which I think is so much more. Like as a fan, I get being being like, why couldn't we get our Hall of Fame quarterbacks a, a playmaker? Well, if there's not one who makes sense there, go get a great defensive player who yeah. fits your scheme. Yeah. And both of them came back in the second round and got. Guys who I think are, are really good fits at receiver. I think the them. Packers, exactly. And all three pa- the Packers receivers they drafted, I think, uh, worked out really well for them. I mean, wait, wait for our NFC North podcast and hear the whole Packers draft grade. It's not an F-, minus, even though some Packers fans accuse me of giving them that grade. But I think they did pretty good. Anyways. Um, speaking of, uh, of F- minuses. Yeah, F minus worst draft classes, uh, I, and I think you're right in that there there wasn't a ton of like, like a, a lot felt just like this makes sense. You can justify a lot yeah. of the picks, even even like picks that were reaches. You can be like, no, I can see like schematically this makes sense. Um, Pittsburgh redeemed themselves by like not fucking up the rest of the draft, so mm-hmm. I didn't put them here. But mm-hmm. like, I th- I do think Kenny Pickett was the worst pick of. Uh, 
uh, of the first I, round. I'm gonna clip all of these things so in ten years when when Pickett's but, see, hoisting his fifth I'll be Lombardi, happy. that's fine. I want to be wrong. No, nah, <laughs> you're right. You're totally right. Um, um you know who is wrong. Rob? So, well, I, I was going to say, Kenny Pickett was the worst pick of the first round, but the Patriots are catching flack for Cole Strange. Yeah, and I, I think that might be their best pick of the draft. No, so, so, maybe so second. The, but yeah. the, the, the thing, like, okay, I get, like, yeah, Cole Strange was a reach at 29, but I do think he's going to work out. I like I like the fit. I think he he provides you a guy who can either be your um, Shaq Mason replacement, maybe yeah. he replaces David Andrews at center at some yeah. point. Like, it's not a sexy pick, but... Cole Strange it, is going to work it, out. It's going to work. Gonna be, it's going to be fine. Like, it's not going to – the Taekwon Thornton pick, terrible. though, was just – Terrible. I think that was the – wait, what? Did I hear that right? Pick of the draft for me. Because, to me, he was a late seventh undrafted <laughs> guy. They took him 50th. Yeah, he ran a 4-2-8, but, like – Al Davis got to, got to build Belichick it's also, in his dreams. My, my theory. Like, they, they needed a receiver who, who did add some juice to the offense, but – Tyquan Thornton's kind of a one-trick deep threat pony. Um, I get wanting to add speed to your offense, but uh, uh, when when that was kind of being discussed, I was thinking of like a receiver can do something juice-wise after the catch, yeah. right? Because that's Mac Jones's game is is getting the ball out, getting it to his playmakers in space. It's not necessarily stretching the field. Um, and the Patriots have no idea how to draft wide receivers, like. If, you know, if it, if it was a different team reaching for Thornton, like say, say the Chiefs reach for Tyquan Thornton, it's like it's a reach, but like that's you could see the the, the scariness in this offense. Uh, for for the for the Pats, this makes no sense, and he's sense. he's gonna have like he went before Sky Moore. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> okay, receivers receivers taken after uh, Tyquan Thornton, George Pickens, who yeah is. I mean, boomer bust, but so much upside, long and athletic. Alec Pierce, who's freaky athlete. Seems Sky like a Moore, patriot. Who, yeah. <laughs> Sky Moore, who I think would have made so much sense in this offense. And those are the uh, three uh, three of the next four picks after after Taekwondo. Yeah. And then, like, then there, there's a large stretch until you Even Valus Jones seems more Bayless like a Jones patriot. is better. Jalen Tolbert at 88. Yeah, Tolbert. That would have been way better. David Bell, like... Danny Gray, if you're you're if you want a, a deep throw, Danny Gray makes a way like Danny Gray at fifty is a little rich for me, but Danny Gray at fifty is so much better. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's it's a really bizarre pick. I'm I have zero faith in this pick working out. Like there's there's just nothing that would say that this works out. Agreed. I um, think the next one then will, like though. I I like the Marcus Jones pick yeah. in terms of. He is their type of corner. He's he's undersized. He's but he's a feisty nickel. He's the best return man in the class. Like I think that's a fine pick. Yeah. It's it, it's just kind of weird how their picks stacked because I like Jack Jones a lot, but to come back and take another nickel, yeah. and I had him. I think AJ. I, I swear I was higher on Jack Jones than anyone. I had him one seventy. They Except took him one twenty one. Yeah. Patriots should hire me. Um. And it just also just was confusing to add that on top of the Marcus Jones pick. And then you factor in, like, Jonathan Jones, the, the Patriots' nickels, one of the best nickels in the draft. So they're definitely projecting Jack Jones' as the, the J.C. Jackson replacement? No, no, they're just drafting all the Jones nickels. It's smart. So smart. Even more so head scratch. Okay, this, this, okay, that's fine, Patriots. Just, just fuck yourself up. I'm, I'm cool with that. Marcus Jones is going to be a great Patriot. Like, I feel good about that. But... I hate to skip one pick in the middle here, which is the pick of the draft. 
I hate that they end up with Pierre Strong and I'm like and okay. Kevin Harris. And then Kevin Harris. Like who Well it's it's two backs we both like. I think we yeah. both like in this range. It just makes zero sense for the Patriots because yeah. they like Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are a very strong one two punch. <laughs> yeah. James White is your third down back. Like JJ Taylor is your fourth guy. That's great. But they they did not need running back. No, and let like, alone to double down. I just hate that they stole them from other teams. Like it annoys me, and they yeah, don't use P- them. P- Pierre Strong was going to be. I wonder if they see Pierre Strong as the eventual James White replacement. Probably very, very similar uh, body it, type too, right? And Kevin, Kevin Harris is a similar style of player to Damian Harris. There's no way Kevin Harris a, makes the team. You don't think so? I don't you don't think, think so. the wait wait sorry you don't think the Patriots are willing to keep all of these running backs? They kept Brandon Bolden for years just to play special teams. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I yeah, I just it just sucks. Um, I do think, but I think that's like they drafted Kevin Harrison, Pierre Strong to replace Damian Harrison, James White in a year, and like obviously Ramondre is gonna stay, but yeah, it it just seems strange. I don't know. Yeah, until he fumbles once and then they cut him. Rightfully so. Any of those. It goes for any of the guys. Yeah. But then... Billy Zappi is uh, Brian Hoyer. They just draft guys who are kind of like other guys on their team, right? They've been doing it for 20 years. I mean, um, look. Um, I like... It's fun. But I don't know. At 137... I mean, it, it, I don't know. You have a lot of holes. You have your quarterback. Are they not sold to Mac Jones? Where's where's the talk about them not being sold to Mac Jones? You would Let's you would also media. feel be- you would feel better about this pick too if they didn't uh, sandwich yes. it with running backs. Yes, or and poop around it too. Um, yeah. For uh, hey, Sam Sam Roberts is an athletic king. Yeah, that's cool. Chase Chase and Hines. I'm calling my shot now. Um, he's the Michael on Wenu of this yeah, class. Yeah, th- that's so classic. He's built just like Michael Wenu. Yeah, that's they did good in the last two picks with offensive linemen. Stuber, they love Michigan. Stuber's a good pick too. Yeah, those those yeah. two picks are good. And Sam Roberts did a fun roll of the dice. They did a good two hundred pick two hundred on. Um, but before the that, th- basically reaching on Strange is is the storyline. But the Taekwon Thornton pick I, was like disgustingly bad. I think other uh, than other than Marcus Jones, the Strange pick is the best one before pick two hundred. I'm fine with the strange pick. It's everything else that stinks. Yeah, it's not helped by the rest. No, it's definitely not. It's not. Uh, but another it's more bad like class. Just fans don't know where Chattanooga is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, another bad class, and he's older. Yeah. Um, another bad class was the Cardinals because that's my second one. They traded their first round pick for Hollywood Brown. Fun as heck. Who's not not worthy of a first round pick? No. <laughs> uh, it makes more sense with DeAndre Hopkins suspension. It does, but it's. Like trading for him does, but trading him first round pick that like he had an a thousand yard year for the first time. He also struggled with drops in big games. Yes, averaged eleven a catch, which isn't that great, and like was kind of force fed the ball on a team that didn't have. Um, I mean, just look like the Ravens were so willing to move him despite him being Lamar Jackson's best friend. Like I think yeah. that says something. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood, I I do think like this is really good for his career, but that was a I, I don't understand why. That was the move. It just seems like they have no idea how to build a, a winning football team. Yeah, they ignored offensive line until pick 215. Your guy, Lissette uh, Smith. Good pick. They, they grab a tight end even though they – like not that Zach Ertz is a long-term answer, but taking Trey McBride after trading your first for a Hollywood, like getting another pass catcher. Like Cliff's just obsessed with having a bunch of pass catchers. Trey, Trey McBride will not be, be used in this team, right? Like I don't see a way – because – one, Max Williams is their blocking tight end. Yeah. 
uh, two Zach Ertz, I think is like kind of old Mister Reliable, and he like he's getting up there, but he's still only thirty one. He had a pretty good year once he got over there. Yeah, he did. Like, he totally did. Um, so to to me, he's your third tight end. Uh, so that pick doesn't make you better now. No. Uh, Cameron then, Thomas is a good pick. I think we can agree. My my Jay Sanders and Cameron Thomas, like those are fine. I think like obviously you lose Chandler Jones and you're kind of trying to fix that. And, and you, swing you, on my Jay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, I just think it, those doubling down on edge looks worse because you trade your first for Hollywood. Yeah. And then you took a tight end who you're probably not going to use. Now you're doubling down on edge when you really need offensive linemen. Yeah, no, no, that like that's, it's just bad team building. It's is kind sure. of what I think. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. I mean, I, I, I like the Thomas pick. I think the Sanders pick is is solid, but yeah, no, it totally is. And then, uh, I, and then, then you, their next pick, then, especially the, their next pick, is a hundred picks later. Yeah, and they get Keontae Ingram to be James Conner too. Why? Like, I feel like he could have gone undrafted, but okay. Um, I like, I don't know. They did, okay. They they did good in the seventh. Good for Eno Benjamin stock. <laughs> Uh yeah, like Lysida Smith, uh, I think is a good pick for interior swing depth. Um, Chris Matthew, uh, Jesse Lacuda. Uh, well, the the fact that like Mark, I think their three best picks are Lysida Smith, Jesse Lacuda, and and Marquise Hayes. Yeah, Marquise Hayes is that like he could be starting games for them. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like. They didn't salvage their draft at 256 and 257, but they made it look a lot better because I think those are guys that are going to make the team and produce at some point down the road. I don't know why Luketa felt like he did. Should have went higher. I know he got the senior rule bump big time, but Luketa, like, that's a good fit for the Cardinals. Like, that's that's exactly the type of dude they always they always bring in and get them eight sacks, you know what I mean? And Hayes, yeah, like, I, I don't think either of us were huge fans of Marquis Hayes. I had him, like, in the fifth. That's kind of where I thought he'd go. But he had fans. He had fans. Oh, he had fans. And getting him 257 is a good pick. Especially for, like, I legitimately think there's a chance he starts some games this year. Yeah. No, there's a good chance he starts. Lositis Smith and Marquise Hayes are their starting guards by week 10. <laughs> I, look, and, like, I think. That the, offensive line's so bad on it's, paper. It's either. really bad. It's bad. Like, poor, poor Rodney Hudson, like, still playing at a Pro Bowl level trying to hold this thing together. <laughs> <laughs> for real teaching marquis hayes just like how to get set ronnie hudson's tired man um another uh, the, i i think though those to me were the two that stood out the most mine uh, i don't i don't know if you've got another one in mind I, I thought the commander's draft was just like pretty uninspiring it was pretty un- i didn't i didn't write it down because like they didn't take any bad football players but it definitely no, was that, uninspiring it, i just found like all their picks they're they're their three top 100 picks all felt like kind of reaches to me. Yeah. Jahan Dotson one was made worse by the fact that they traded out, like I said, the drop-off from the top 14 mm-hmm. to the next, like, 30 players was pretty big. Yeah. And and they traded out of that. They traded out of being able to select uh, Olave or, or Jamison Williams. And that's a huge drop between that, them and Dotson. It, yeah, it doesn't... yeah, so I thought that was pretty weird. Uh, and then, like, I thought Brian Robinson was a big reach at 98. I like Fedarian Mathis. I think he'll be a good football Robinson's player. Robinson's a reach at, I, and, like, why? Like, it's so pointless. And, yeah, sorry, go well, on. Well, Mathis wasn't a big – like, D-line's not their biggest need <laughs> by any measure. And, and, and like – Like, where does Mathis they, fit just, on that team, man? The, as their Deron Payne replacement. Mm. Like, I think okay. Deron Payne's not coming yeah. back. But, like, I don't know. 
I don't mind the Percy Butler pick, but no, Percy Butler was a good pick there. I like that pick a lot. Uh, Sam Howell's fine. There I think too. that's a like good Sam... pick. I think that's a smart swing. Cole Turner, I'm fine with. Chris Ball, I'm cool with. Yeah, see, it's really the the top th- three picks. Just I didn't like, and I think those are like solid football players who will contribute. Yeah, I just didn't like the value there. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, yeah, and again, there's not like I feel like most years we have like just drafts to absolutely pan, and other than the Patriots, it didn't feel like we had too many. So no, good work, league. Yeah, you know the. I just want to mention one of the weirder drafts was the Giants, where it's like it felt like they were they'd slam dunk some picks and. Yeah. It, they do like a big weird reach, but it'd be kind of like a fun reach. Yeah, well, I'm like sure. The Wandell well, Robinson pick was yeah. so weird. I was gonna mention. I mean, that's I think one of the biggest reaches, right? Yeah, and it, but but because they got Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal in the first round, you like, like okay, like I thought Cordell Flott was a pretty big reach at eighty one too. Yeah, yeah, I, I but like they're both they're those big, two of my biggest reaches. Yeah, they're big, high upside, swing reaches. The, like the um, Robinson pick is the robinson they definitely don't like Darius tony they don't and, like and because wandell robinson's was gonna be their isaiah mckenzie i guess I don't yeah know. but when it you think isaiah maybe they run both 43 i mean uh, anyways yeah i would <laughs> daniel bellinger's a giant too and that's what matters that was a good pick yeah, you want to want to rapid fire our favorite picks by round sure okay uh want to alternate sure is it uh, i wrote down i, a I have an off I, I, I have an offense and a defense, so if you pick mine, I've got a backup. Okay. So so first round, we talked a lot about it. So I'm going to just go to a pick that isn't getting enough talk, and then Zion Johnson to the to the Los Angeles so Chargers. Fun. I wrote down Zion Johnson and Kyle Hamilton. There you go. Uh, who you yeah, got Zion Johnson, just okay. a really good pick, and it's so, it's so much fun. So smart. So smart. And like the perfect – yeah, the perfect pick, yeah. Uh, round two, I put Christian Watson because I love Christian Watson. I had him above Drake London and Jahan Dodson. To the Packers, I think that's a perfect. You, you get, it's a perfect yeah, home. like you get a guy who can take the top off the D, like Marquez Valdez Scantling did, uh, but also a guy who can do some damage with ball in hand. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Uh, second round for me is David Ojabo, like I already yeah, talked I about, but but I'll throw another one. How about Josh Pascal to the Lions? I love that. That's just like that's Detroit did, Lions attitude. The D line picks were really fun in the second round because I think Logan yeah. Hall is a really good one, too. Yeah, it is a really good one. Um, uh, third round. Th- third round, hard not to say Nicobe Dean, right? Yeah, I, I I figured you'd put him. I I think him and Travis Jones are the obvious. Uh, yeah, I, I I wrote down four for this one, but yeah, Dean. The Eagles finally get a linebacker. They wait on him for days, but it don't matter because they 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 land him home. Don't care about the Peck thing. Uh, that he's the best linebacker in the draft. Um, he's gonna kill it. He's gonna kill it. Uh, I put Jelani Woods. I gotta get, go for my guy who ends up on yeah. the Colts. The Colts love these long, athletic pass catchers. I think that's a really fun fit, and um, I, 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 I wonder how quickly he uh, kind of assimilates into that offense. If I can throw one more, I like the Sean Ryan pick by the Packers a lot. I was probably the biggest Sean Ryan your, fan, your... and the Packers know how to fucking develop offensive linemen. So him going think, there, yeah. Do you think he plays tackle? I'm not sure. I think he gets a look at right tackle first. I think he does. I do too. Irregardless, they got a long-term uh, starting guard. Uh, fourth round. You go first. Uh, Damian Pierce. Yeah, that's, that's on my list. That's on my list. The, apparently the Texans got jumped for Brees Hall by the Jets. Yeah. Uh, so they just wait to the fourth round. They get Damian Pierce. Great Smart. value there. Uh, he He's a guy who I think hits the ground running and like pretty quickly – owns uh, a role in that team. It shocked me how many worse running backs went ahead of Damian Pierce. It was With weird. Like, yeah, it was really weird. Um, 
The I'm running backs felt kind of weird. Really like, Isaiah weird. Spiller shouldn't have fallen as far as he did, given no. where other guys went. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, my pick is Perron Winfrey. He fell, and he screams uh, Cleveland Brown IDL. I think that, that pick and is they, great. And they need a three-tech bag. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that low-key one of the best picks of the draft. And if I may throw one, just a combo, I love the Titans getting Chig and uh, and Hassan Haskins in the fourth round. I think that's so great. Oquanko was just like, you know, Jono 2.0, who was just Delaney Walker 2.0. And Haskins is like just a thunder to thunder with, with Derrick Henry. That That's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, fifth round. Uh, Cleo Shakir, obviously. That's clearly the pick. Uh, one of my guys of the draft. Buffalo is a perfect, perfect, perfect home for him. Why did the league let this happen? I don't know. It's so awesome, though. Uh, they're going to use him in so many fun ways, too. And, like, even if they just stick him out wide or in the slot, he's got no problem. He's going to win. This is this is one of the best picks of, of day three. Absolutely no doubt. Um, I went with my guy who went fell to the fifth round, Kingsley and Ogbar. Yeah. From South Carolina. Who ends up a Green Bay Packer. Who, he reminded me a lot of Darius Smith. Ends up a Packer. Great Packers pick. give him number 55. He gets to be the third rusher. Um, and a, a guy who can kind of play inside, can play all around your fronts. I think uh, I know like there's no guarantees when you're a fifth round pick, but I, I think he'll find himself a, a role in some funky looking front seven uh, looks. Absolutely, I got two more, but like they're big value picks, so I'll just name them later. Uh, okay, sixth round. I like Darian Beavers landing in the New York Giants. I, I feel like he's gonna get a good shot he's, to play. He's a lot gonna of play. He's gonna play. Oh uh, yeah, he's gonna play. Uh, Joe Shane definitely thinks he's like their Edmonds. Yeah, but better is. than Edmonds. Uh, <laughs> Just older. I I put Jason Hines to the Patriots. That's a good one. Yeah, they they, I, they did well there. Guy who can kind of play any of the interior spots, really chonky but athletic, a lot like Michael and one you. Mm-hmm. Uh, seventh round. I'll give you two NFC North offensive linemen if I may. My guy Jatir Carter going to the Bears. Love that. Um, I I was the highest on him in the world. So I'm, I was just happy to see him not go undrafted. And that's the spot that he's going to get a chance to, to play early. I like that a lot. And uh, stopping the slide of the Rashid Walker for the Packers. I yeah. I I always thought, like, you know, the the, the media was too high on him. Uh, but I, he still went way, way, way too low. And, again, that's a that's a great swing for the Packers to take. If anyone can develop him, it's them. So, uh, I'll give you two NFC West players. Jesse Lacetta. Who we yep. talked about to the Cardinals and, and uh, Bo Melton of yeah. Rutgers to the Seahawks. It's gonna be interesting. Penny Hart, just I think I think Bo's got a good chance to, to do something. At least if they had Russell Wilson, oh. maybe. But yeah, my guy is is quick. Uh, speaking of quick, you want to get quick? You should take Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition. Insurance. Uh, Colorcast is a live audio-only sports talk platform for you to download and to use, where you can talk to other fans and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news, like this Leafs comeback. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Colorcast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and be notified when rooms go live. There's a couple of live rooms on uh, the first Thursday night of the NFL night. draft. Yeah, yeah. wow. 
So uh, I, I try to ignore the first round. Our next category is biggest reach because we already talked about that. We, yeah, we did. Drake, London, John Dotson, Kenny Pickett, uh, Tyler Smith, Cole Strange. I think we're the kind of the headliners. Yeah, and then uh, I had a couple more that we talked about. Wandell Robinson, he went 43, Adam 108. Tyquan Thornton, the reach of all reaches, um, <laughs> went 50th. I had him 197, so I was even a little higher than you. Um, so if you if you may, who's your who's your next guy here? Uh, I th- I thought Martin Emerson was that's a pretty big reach by the Browns, especially. It doesn't make sense. It helps. It helped because they did like get Perry on Winfrey in the fourth round. Yeah. Where it's like if you swap those, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. That's 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 fair. And like I like the Alex Wright pick in the third round a lot as well, and David Bell. Like those picks make sense um, to me. Uh, and like they got your guy Jerome Ford in the fifth round, who's not gonna another back landing in a landed... not fun no. spot, but. This draft um, really sucks for for fantasy football, like running back specifically. Okay, nerd. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought Emerson was a huge reach at sixty eight, and like I don't totally get it. They traded. They ended up trading Troy Hill though. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that was they, a weird deal for the Rams too. Also. Yeah. Rams won a nickel. What can they I, say? I just don't see the Emerson fit really either. I, I don't. I don't like that pick. Um, like it. If you yeah. look at their secondary, uh, like uh, Greg Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, like uh, maybe they're just projecting Greg Newsom as a nickel, and Martin maybe. Emerson to be the big outside guy. I yeah, don't know. He's it's also weird. not good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of the issue with it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I thought Sam Williams was a, a reach. Um, I wasn't nearly as high on him as some people were. Yeah, like uh, didn't DJ say like he could be like the best pass rusher in the track? Like it's weird stuff. Yeah, same, Plus the off field stuff. stuff. Yeah, and he's not a good Cowboys. Person. Yeah. Um, um, Cordell Flott, who I mentioned. Yeah. Ty Davis Price was one. Like, it's the worst where it was one. Tyquan Thornton and Ty Davis Price where I think the two picks of this draft where I just never saw that happening. Yeah, maybe the two worst picks of the draft. I mean, we've talked about the – do we? No, I guess we haven't talked about the Davis Price pick. Um, we just – off the show. Um, one, why? Two, why? Like, I, nothing about this pick makes any fucking sense. Like, it, and they really didn't doesn't. have a lot of picks, so it just no. makes it look even worse. They didn't need it. He He's, like, not a running back who should have gone this early. Like, they want a thumper, I guess, but, like... Now, I'm just another team that didn't have a good draft and they had a couple sneaky fun picks to save it a bit. Like, I... I just don't understand that at all. Um... Yeah, it's, it's so bad. Uh, I thought Zachary Carter, and then I threw Brian Robinson. Like, if you want a thumper, just go take – like, I know Brian Robinson is not a true, true thumper, but, like, Brian Robinson at 98, who I think is a reach, makes so much more sense Safer. than Ty Davis Price at 93. Yeah, I mean, Price look at the athletic upside, but, like, he's, that's, that's not going to work. He's blind as a bat. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Did I miss anyone? You know what? I, I know I was lower. I, di- I didn't love the Rashad White pick. I – it's gonna be interesting to see how. Fit. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see the fit. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm a little lower on him as a pass catcher than, than some people are though too. So we'll see. But though, we'll I see. think we hit all the good ones. Uh, best value. Do you uh, kind of do the same thing? Ignore first round here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the only first one one I wrote down. I mean, we hit a lot of them. We had Linderbaum, blah blah, blah lots of good ones. So I, I just kind of Icky and Evan, Icky and Evan Neal at six yeah. and seven. Like, yeah, we're just. The top two players in the draft. So let, let's jump to uh, to day two here. Uh, I'm just gonna go like through the where they're actually selected. I think the first really good value is Bernard Ryman, Ryman, who uh, just a great home with the Indianapolis Colts. I had him uh, 40th on my board. I think you were a little lower, but he went 77th. I think we both agree that's that's the Colts good just value. drafted 
drafted really athletic people, which they I did. don't think is a bad plan. It felt like a classic Colty draft, and I think Sneaky, one of the best drafts, and a great UDFA class, and we might get there later. Yeah, by far the best. Yeah. Uh, Nicobe Dean, obviously, item 21, he went 83rd. I think I think the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't getting enough credit for DeMarvin Leal. Like, I don't think it's like a huge steal or anything, but item 50th, I think he could have easily been a top 50 Item 52. Guy. Yeah, get him 84, and that's a great fit. Like, I think if Leal yes. works out anywhere, that that's that's going to be where he works out. Especially Tyson Alulu and Stefan Tuit have been hurt for so long. Yeah, yeah, nah, I like it, and I think like pre draft we're kind of talking about maybe he's not this big upside guy. He shows some flashes, but I don't think the floor is low. I think he's going to go to Pittsburgh and work. Yeah, um, do you want me to throw a couple in? I can keep going if you want. I don't, I don't oh know. yeah, go for it. Uh, I like the Chanel pick we already talked about. How about going back to Tampa? Uh, Zion McCollum, regardless of what you thought about him. Uh, getting him 157, I think that's a swoon. I think that's an absolute swoon for the Bucks. Uh, the two guys I was going to mention earlier for fifth-round picks, got to toot my own horn here with what the Seahawks gained to equal, and similar to Sam McCollum. Um, I, I don't get why him and McCollum felt like they did. Like, realistically, I'm based on, like, you know, tape. That's where they should go. But we've seen so many worse players that aren't as good athletes go so much higher than these two guys did. Uh, I, I love those two picks. And another one. How about Dominique Robinson for the Bears? I think that's a great, great pick. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw a couple in. Uh, I thought Chad Muma at 70. I don't like that the yeah. Jags did it, but yeah. at 70 it was good value. Agreed. Abraham Lucas at 72 I loved for your Seahawks. Uh, both both Ritter and Willis where they went. Yeah. Um, I liked Christian Harris a lot at 75 of the Texans. He's going to wrap. Get so many tackles. <laughs> yeah. uh, J- Jalen Tolbert at 88. Nick mm-hmm. Cross at 96. Channing Tindall at 102. Uh, Logan Bruss at 104. I thought was a perfect Rams pick. Yeah, it, is, it was a really good pick. I didn't uh, really go too, too, like, into day three. Yeah, bit, I, I did, I'll give you one more day three pick. Um, how about Matthew Butler slip into the Raiders, 175. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, that, that that's a fun one. Um... Best fit and worst fit. I I just kept it because I I mean like worst fit being a fifth round guy doesn't make a ton of sense. So I just did uh, a best fit for the first, second, and third round, and a worst fit for the first, second, and third okay. round. Okay, I did I did best and worst for each each round. That's how I actually did it. So first round, oh, would you okay. put? Uh, and now when I say best, it's almost like it because it, a lot of the fits were good. So I just picked kind of my That's favorite Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Davis to the Eagles at thirteen. It's a good one. I really love that because it's a he gets to go in and, and play next to Javon Hargrave and, and Fletcher Cox. Hargrave being one of the best pass rushing IDLs in the league. Uh, we'll get to play in the rotation. We'll have to play a ton of snaps early. You just go in there, wreck shit uh, on rundowns. And slowly develop as a pass rusher. So I thought that was his best case scenario. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, I put two for first round. Uh, Dax Hill to the Bengals. Uh, I thought that was great. He's, he's going to be that versatile nickel chess piece. And that, it felt like their whole their whole theme of the draft was just versatile DBs, which is really interesting and fun. And uh, flip side, the, the, the Titans trade AJ Brown and they get his repa- replacement immediately with Traylon Burks. He's going to get fed the football. I think that's a great scenario for Burks. And. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel with the trade on the whole. Like we talked about, it feels like both teams lost. But but uh, irregardless, I think Traylon Burks is the winner. I feel like the way the Eagles went about the rest of the draft made that A.J. Brown trade like make yeah. it more worthwhile. Yeah. 
Um, second round, I put James Cook, sixty third to the Bills. That's a good one. They didn't reach. They didn't reach on a back in the first round. They come in and and they get the kind of the perfect back for what they do. A guy who can help the passing game where they just haven't really had like Singletary and Moss have done nothing really in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, for real. You get at minimum one of the best pass catching backs I think pretty quickly in, in the league. But at, at best, like James Cook could be a really dynamic runner for them too. And I uh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see how they use him. Yeah. I'm really excited. Um, we I put Christian Watson here. We talked about him already. I'll give you two more. Andrew Booth to the Vikings. They waited on him, waited on him. I think that's great. Screams Vikings DB, even with the Zim Zam out. And, and another really good uh, Philadelphia Eagles pick. I love the Cam Jurgens pick as, as the, the Kelsey replacement eventually. Just a madman in the middle. Like that, that's, that's so much fun. Did you see Kelsey like scouting himself? No, that's that's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, apparently the Eagles had Jason Kelsey like watching center tape to see who he thought would best replace him. Yes, and, and he said Cam, and like I think it's been, he's been doing this. It wasn't just for this year. And he said Jurgens is his favorite center of like the last three to five years yes. or something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh third round. I just put the combo of Alex Wright and David Bell to the Browns. Okay, I like that one. I, I think Alex Wright, long, physical, powerful uh, edge rusher um, who was kind of, because he was injured during the, the combine process, like didn't get the hype he deserved. Yeah. And, and he lands in a spot where he gets to play opposite Miles Garrett. That's going to be really helpful. And David Bell, being like the jumbo slot for the Browns, he's going to get, I, I think he's he's going to be like the classic it's week seven, and he's by far one of the best rookie receivers. I love that. I, I really I – th- that's a great landing spot for David Bell. I, I love him so much. Um, I, I put Jelani Woods here. We, you already mentioned him. That's a great one. Um, I put JT Woods. I think that's an awesome yeah, fit for, for him as a charger. Like, he's, you know, you, you got him, you got Nasir, and you kind of let Derwin do what Derwin does. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, we touched on Jalen Tolbert. I put him here too. I think that's a great home in Dallas. I feel like that one's getting – Slept on a bit. And lastly, uh, Terrell Bernard eventually taking over uh, one of the linebacker spots in Buffalo. That that, that feels that feels right. Yeah, that was a really fun one. If I may, I'll, I'll throw a couple quick ones out there. Uh, fourth round, Damian Pierce we talked about. Fifth round, Tyler Algier. That's a great, great home for him to, to be a productive back. They just caught Mike Davis. Oh, there you go. There you go. He's already running back one. Uh, I thought uh, Damone Clark found a great home in Dallas. He screams uh, Dan Quinn linebacker. Doesn't have to get on the field right away, of course. That, that's great. Um, I, you mentioned Enibare. I think that's great. Um, I, I, going back to Green Bay in the seventh, I love the Samari Turave pick. I think to, that's a great home for him to kind of find a place to produce, and I think he's going to get a shot. Uh, sixth round, I kind of like Tariq Castro Fields of San Fran, like that, that bigger athletic corner. I think that's a nice place for him to land. Uh, and yeah, that's enough. Let's move on. <laughs> I go into worst fit. I, again, I did the same thing, just the first three rounds. Uh, I thought Trevor Penning, the, that's my pick. Trevor Penning to the Saints at 19. That's a fair. I just, I, like, I, like, there's a ton of pressure on him to be yeah. Toronto Armstead's replacement at left tackle. And I just don't think, like, I, I don't think he's that ready to play. Like, he is so technically raw. Has so many penalty issues. I think you could hide him a little more at right tackle. I know that's more old school thinking, but like he's going to be the week one starting left tackle for the New Orleans Saints, who yeah. think they're going to contend, right? Like, yeah, that's fair. Um, 
I put Johan Dotson, which we've touched upon a little bit. Now it's not like it's a brutal fit, but I just don't like you know you're you're doubling down with like a guy like too early at sixteen. Like you already touched on trading down for no reason, and uh, like he's just a Terry McLaurin, a weaker Terry McLaurin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean Carson wants to throw him the football. Yeah, home. exactly. Second round, I put Trey McBride, who we've already loathed. So. <laughs> Who'd you put? Uh, I, I put Thornton. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair like, one. It just doesn't make sense, especially with other options available. Third round, who'd you put? I put uh, Nick Petit Friere because he just does not seem like a tight ends offensive lineman, and like I, I don't think that's gonna be the home for for him to, to really hit. You know what I mean? I didn't think that – like, I, I thought it was pretty good value there. No, no, I don't mind the I pick. A, I, I think it makes sense. Like, he's I just a, – He's a good run blocker. I know he's, m- like, less power, more uh, yeah. zone. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was fine. I don't mind the pick itself. I just don't think it's going to – like, I, I don't – I think that's an okay pick. It just – he didn't seem like a tight end tackle. So, it was just more of a surprising fit. Yeah, well, Isaiah Wilson was supposed to be a tennis tackle, so they had to go the opposite <laughs> way. Uh, I went with Matt Corral. Yeah, but I don't know. How, I, how, how soon is Matt Corral starting for the fans? That's why. Like, it feels like like they t- if they took him at 94, Matt, it's week eight. Matt Rule's got a losing record and needs to win. Like, I think yeah. you just throw him to the dogs, and that's going to destroy his career. Because yeah. to me, Matt Corral is uh, of the top five quarterbacks, the least ready to play. The guy who needs to have it like all torn down and rebuilt for himself. Uh, who who's never, I mean, him and Howell both like didn't play in real offenses, um, and it's just going to take time for him to get the most out of him. And this is not the place to do that. Yeah, no, that's 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 very fair. Um, uh, I don't want to rip. I don't want to rip a bunch of day three guys. We can we we can move on. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, so a lot I of guys we met. A lot of guys we mentioned were, already. You were so ready to say Tegan Quintier. You know, yeah, the like Oregon it, State. Like no. Hey, he bullied uh, uh, George Karloftis when Oregon State mm. played Purdue. People forget mm. it. Yeah, Luke Wattenberger, kinda... you didn't like that to the Broncos, <laughs> did you? It was okay. It was all right. I didn't like the Izukanma pick. I know it's too early. Like I get the idea, but like I don't know that that the Niners they just felt like they kept swinging on bigger receivers and it didn't work and it just feels like it's a similar idea. And when they have so few picks and this is their you know their only other like pick that they can get anything there, like why take a receiver that's especially like Ezukama? I don't know. Um, that's it. I won't do it anymore. Okay. Is that fair or not fair? You love Ezukama. The Niners talking? No, the Dolphins did. I'm just saying, like, you oh, know. I th- sorry, I thought you said the Niners did, and I was like, did I misread something? No, 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 and no. I was so confused. I'm just saying, yeah, McDaniel no, coming was, over, like that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Really, yeah, sorry, sorry. Now, now that I know what we're actually talking about, let me comment. Um, <laughs> I feel like he, I feel like it is like they wanted a Devonte Parker style guy. Yeah. Because they traded him, and that it, it, like that is what he is, and like I don't think it's a bad fit as a guy who can complement um, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. But he's but not, I mean, don't, be, I'm he's not with, the third best receiver on the team. I, I was going to say I'm Sorry. with you in that where they took him. Yeah, and given like you said, they had very few picks. That was their second pick after Channing Tindall. Yeah, and and. Like, Tyndall's a guy who I think is going to take time to reach his potential, too. So, it's like, 
neither of those picks might make an impact this year. And I also think, like, Preston Williams is fine enough to hold down the fort here for now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I mean, like... Plus, like, mm-hmm. Gusecki's a receiver anyway. Exactly, yeah. That, that's it's really... Sorry, we're doing too much time on this one. If, I, I'm glad you... I wasn't sure how you felt. I, did, I didn't like that pick. Um, I, I, I would have if it was in the sixth round. Yeah. How about that? No, I, I, I agree with that. Or something. Or, or like, I, I don't even think he didn't deserve to go in the fourth round. It should more so I'm with you in that it didn't make total sense in the context of what the Dolphins are. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the uh, next receiver guy, like, Romeo Dubes, I don't feel like they're super far up. I think Dubes is... Anyways, yeah, move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Just killing a guy? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, hey, my guy Calvin Austin went mm, after him, too. To yeah. my Steelers. That was one He's of my favorite better. Plays, He's a obviously. lot better. Yeah. Uh, five UDFAs who make an impact. I got more than five. Is that okay? All right. But it's only five. Okay, okay, you go first, then. Like, all five of mine? No, we'll go one for one. Go. Marquez Bell uh, of Florida A&M to the Cowboys yeah. with Jayon Kirst, uh like he is the new Jayon Kirst. The the Cowboys had a really good UDFA haul, like a lot of good football players. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna it find was the Cowboys and the Colts. I thought, yeah, the Colts kicked ass. I know, like you can say like anyone from Indy, like they're gonna find someone or two people from that group, and, and same goes for the Cowboys. Um, okay, I just shit on Miami. How about how about give them some love? I like Verone McKinley to the Dolphins. I don't know why he didn't go drafted um, or went undrafted for, for English sakes. Um, they still got, you know, some some room there in that DB spot. And I think just coming in and being like a safe, you know, cover two guy, I, I like that pick a lot. Or pick. I like that landing spot a lot. Yeah, I'm with you. Who you got? Uh, Kellen Deesh. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get a chance. Just really long, like – Short arms, but tall offensive tackle, freaky athlete, undrafted. I think he's really interesting. And uh, where do you get land for the people? The, oh, the Dolphins. Sorry. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Again, doubling on the fins. Um, okay, obviously, Derek King is going to do something in New England, right? That's perfect. Yeah, that is pretty fun. That's perfect. Um, I think, like, I think Reggie Roberson got himself, like, a – like a nice landing spot in Tennessee, like that for him to kind of like make a team and make some noise, you know. I think one of the yeah. best UDFA UDFA uh, receivers. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, what else you got? Uh, Abram Smith to the Saints. Yeah, he screams Saints thumping running back. Yeah, he he like I think he one I think he should have been drafted. Yes. Uh, two, I think they they kind of need a. Mark Ingram future replacement, and I, I think maybe he could do it. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I'll stick with the Saints. How about Lucas Crawl? I, th- I think he's got a chance to, to do something with the Saints. Yeah, no, he, another big freaky athlete. Um, I don't know. I'm not keeping count. I wrote more than five. Who else you got? Jaden Peavy to the Titans. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. P- it was weird to see Peavy go drafted, but uh, go undrafted, but like DJ Davidson went kind of high to the giants don't like that um how about like one of josh joe or mario goodrich with the eagles i i think one of them is gonna the way that eagles corner room always falls apart midseason uh one or both of them is, is gonna like end up playing i feel like and making that team yeah i'm with you uh my last one is jaquez Ezard to the commanders good because i had that one written down they need a return man yeah they uh they lost what's his name to the chargers 
Yeah, I mean, and you saw like they use Isaiah Wright a lot last year, and like there's similar ideas there. And I think as much as I love Wright, uh, Ezra, Ezra is a better player. <laughs> Last one. How about going back to Dallas? Alec Lindstrom is gonna find a way onto that Cowboys roster, and maybe something more down the road. I like it. I like that one a lot. I like it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get into our divisional breakdown, going team by team. Our, our meaningless draft grades. We're going to shit on more picks. We're going to love more picks. Uh, who, who are we doing first next week? The AFC East and the NFC East? Yes, I believe so. So we get the, we get the Patriots out of the way quick. I, I think that's smart. Thank God. 